Listen, players. <laughs> You're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. We are back again for a shorter version of the podcast, uh, a little bit like last week's so that those that enjoyed that, a little shorter, shorter and snappier, and we're calling this uh, Training Hacks, and we're talking about strength this week, and we're going to give you a little bit of a um, top, top line, what are some of the things, most important things that we think, have experienced, have seen with others, and also what the sort of science says about trying to improve your strength. So it's giving you a couple of things that you can think about to try and implement in to make better strength gains, all within potentially 20 minutes or less. So hold on to your pants. This is going to come at you fast. (laughs) One of the most important things about strength training is this progression and understanding that we're going to have to need to create these doses of overload over an extended period of time to get stronger. Now, that's one thing you're going to find out online training programs. If you were looking for a little bit more structure to your training, you can find that we've used the scientific principles of loading principles, which are going to help you to build that strength over a period of time with a, within a, within a context of a training program. And you can find all of those at our website, which has actually all been sort of amalgamated into one. We're transitioning a little bit. So you're going to find a new site. It's got lots of things on it. It's looking a little bit more fresh, Jacko. We've done a little bit of work on that. But we're sexy. slowly moving to a new home. Yes. And uh, you can test all that out as part of a seven day free trial because we want to make sure that you love it and you like it and you, you it's it's working for you. So test it out for a whole week for free and see. Obviously, you're not going to make there's only a certain amount of strength gains you can make in that week, but you're going to be able to see how good the programs are uh, within that week. And uh, whether you're a member or not, we've got a new um, movement and mobility six week course starting on the 29th of September. Um, if you are a member, though, you do get a special discount for that so log into your dashboard and check out the the code for that special discount it's only 125 pounds for non-members 99 pounds for members and uh, you get six weeks with me and georgie uh, going through live sessions as well as a video library of all the tutorials and exercises that you can watch back there were 50 different videos watch back those as well as watching back the live sessions and you get lifetime access to all of that content so you can carry on working on improving your mobility and the way you move to help with that longevity so you can enjoy your body and your training and even most importantly your life uh, by looking after the way you move your body we're building up a potent cocktail jacko moving well and getting strong that is a recipe for a good life so let's get into as i said before the meat or muscle of this conversation it is time to sit back and enjoy me and jacko talk about strength roll that jingle Right, so in 20 minutes or less, Jacko, and actually less than that, you've got like, so you've got probably post-intro you've now got and me rabbiting on, you've probably got more like seven minutes to go and we need to have some discussion. So kick us off short and sharp. Let's dive into the first little bit of a strength training hack that we want to kind of share with the audience. Okay, well, so this one comes from some personal experience as well as people that I'd, I remember when I first started like PTing all those years ago, I used to be impressed by, um, one particular client who only trained once a week with me and he didn't do any other training himself either. And he used to make incredible progress. And I was like, going, why? Like, bear in mind, he was a beginner. Um, so we make a lot of progress at the beginning, but he was, he was only doing once a week. 
And my um, first little uh, point to throw in there, and this will challenge some people, but will also resonate with others, hopefully, in, in certain ways. Or actually, it might challenge you and then resonate with you, of actually doing less is when I get more strength gains. And this is what I'm talking about actually working on strength. And if I think back to, um, I think back to that client and then I think back to my own training when I was playing rugby, we were doing during the season one strength session a week and one sort of like power session a week. And we were still getting strong, even though we were getting battered during the week um, and battered at the, at the weekend playing a game. So when I and then when I've actually managed to implement that a little bit more in my own training uh, post rugby, when I've been in charge of being my own coach, which is my most challenging thing, because you can basically just train as many times as you want. When I've actually managed to implement that myself, I've basically going like, right, if you're going to do hard strength, you're going to do one or two sessions of those a week. Like you're not going to do five of those or six of those, because when I do, I don't. I just feel tired. I don't recover, and then I actually don't feel stronger. And we get messages from people all the time, not all the time, but we get messages from people sometimes where they've like learned how to do something new, and a, a muscle up will be a typical one where they've done it for the first time. They feel like, and one of the phrases that gets thrown out within the world of calisthenics for some reason is like, "I've unlocked a skill," um, and then it gives us, which is which is fine to think of it in that way, but also. When you think of it as like unlocking a skill, it also makes people worry that when they lose it, it's like, oh, suddenly it's like this magic thing that I've lost. And that's not the case. Like something like a muscle up is very strength based. Like if you've got the technique, that's great. But if you're not strong enough to pull yourself up to the top, like high enough, and you're not strong enough to get out of a deep dip, like you're not going to be able to do a muscle up. So if you've been working on something like muscle ups for a while, you've done your first one, you've redefined your impossible and then, like, the next day you try and do it again and you can't do it. You haven't lost it. You're just fatigued from the session you'd done before. And we have to, after, we have to, uh, what's the right word I'm going to look for? I'm thinking, like, respect the work that you've done in the previous sessions. That's a mistake that I've made too many times in the past. Not respecting the work I've actually done. Just because we're keen and we're excited to train, you want to train again. But um, not respecting the strength work and then, therefore, actually uh, not recovering um, and you've said this many times before, Tim, like it's it's not about how many sessions you can do. It's about how many sessions you can recover from. Um, so just for some people, there will be in that boat. There's other people that just life is too busy and they struggle with motivation. They just can't train. They don't train enough. That's why they're not getting strength. Gains. But for, I know for a lot of people, um, that will be something that can we work out a way to respect what we've done, give ourselves the chance to recover um, and then actually potentially do less strength training if you're prone to doing too much there's so many nuances within that as well of, of the number of different things that it could be that means that you find from one day to the next that you don't repeat strength gain so if you do your first of a muscle up it's the first thing you have if you've never done one before you've just like shot your system to mm -hmm. a point of you've just challenged it in a way it's never been challenged before it couldn't do what you've just done and then to expect that tomorrow it should just be able to do it again on tap. It might take a little bit longer than that, but you have now completed that task of the muscle up as, as per the example. But it could be that the stability system is tired. Neurally, you're a bit tired. Like what else you've done, which is, mean, is going to mean that you, you just need a little bit more rest and recovery and then come back at it. And, and I, I think as well, like oftentimes people go, I've done one muscle up, well, I can't do it again sometimes these things just need to take a little bit of repetition and, and it's I think the ego then comes in of going oh I did it without a band now so I'm just going to now now I can do it without a band yeah, I'm never going to use a band again just because you've done one 
like what I think what you learn over time from strength training and, and sort of like embedding these these skills or movements into your repertoire is that there's so much value of just regressing to go and build more capacity so you can take one to two that doesn't doesn't magically happen because you can do one because an additional rep is actually a significantly more load again on top of it, you've got to double the amount of the thing that you just did for the first time ever it's like it's yeah. if we, i think sometimes in calisthenics we don't respect the system enough and we go well say you did a deadlift one rm and it was like 200 kilos for example um you don't necessarily think in the next day you're going to come in and go, and go 200 <laughs> for two but that's in some ways i've probably simplified it to, to a certain yeah, degree but it's a similar kind of context like we don't just go let's do two of those now yeah that's a great example because actually i um i i have deadlifted 200 kilos once before um, and I you do it twice. certainly didn't think about doing it the next day. But um, there's a funny story I was going to say. Um, the very first thing me and Tim ever did was a back lever. And can you? I'm sure this will make you smile. And I'm not joking. I probably because I was just I just wanted I was like look what I can do what like that for for the whole week I was probably doing one every day to try and show <laughs> people what I'd learned because I was just excited by it. It's like look at this. And people are like, what yeah. the hell is that? How do you, what? How do you even get into that position? Calisthenics, <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. So we've all been there. But I think there's, there is this thing of, of course, like you have got to allow the, the system to rest. And, and I was chatting to some people about this quite recently. And I've just, we've, we've got ourselves in a culture within training and fitness of more at the mm. moment. And we've started it. And yes, I get it. We enjoy training and it makes us feel good. And we start chasing that, that rush and the, the endorphins and, and the, the, the benefits that we feel mentally from training. But that takes us to a root of probably sacrificing recovery. And we've chatted like endlessly about yeah. recovery and tried to bang this drum for some time. But just if you break it back down to first principles, you, you're talking about stress and stimuli. So you, you create a stress on the system, which is going to be to, to in, in this context, a strength type adaptation. So we're doing five reps, eight reps, 10 reps, to focus on getting stronger, whatever it might be. The body will then receive that stress. And then what it wants to go and then do is create an adaptation, which means that you can't stress it like that again. So next time you do that same load, the body is going to try and mean that you don't take it outside of its equilibrium or homeostasis. The body wants to be flatline. We just utilize this process of adaptation from a performance perspective because we stress it and then we wait, we recover, or we, we stress it for a period of time and then we have a slightly extended period of recovery to get this super compensation so that we then come back stronger. The body doesn't want to super compensate. It won't, obviously, we know if we, don't get, if we don't lift weights, we don't get strong. It's quite happy at base line so we have to recognize that just doing more all the time and not allowing the recovery is going to hinder our our progression and, and that is probably going to link him to to the point that i was going to make unless you've got anything else jackie you want to you want no, to say no, your, uh, your, uh, your discussion yeah no that was me for that was me for strength so I was going to just touch on something I'm playing around with a little bit fresh at the moment because largely it's come from a place of um, having a busy lifestyle. There's a lot on my plate at the moment of juggling it, um, a six-month-old baby and business and family and all that sort of stuff that goes with it. And it, it just means I don't have a huge amount of training time. But I've been reflecting on it a little bit this week and I've actually was thinking back to when I've used this principle or, or um, rationale before and, and we've done it with, with, with one of the swimmers that Charlotte Henshaw actually particularly she's she moved over to Paracanoe she's racing today I think as this goes out um, so and what I'm referring to is, is like micro dosing strength or talking about minimal effective dose what is the least amount of work you've got to do to get the most amount of change 
and that from an athletic training perspective makes a hell of a lot of sense because from a strength and conditioning coach's angle, we're always going to have to balance out the physical and technical. So we're going to have the sport-specific training, the, the running training, the swimming training, whatever it might be. And then there's also the strength and conditioning training. And, and as per what we were just saying previously, that all creates stress on the system. So if you're just a, a gym person or a gym goer or you're doing like just CrossFit or whatever it might be or just calisthenics, you can kind of manage that training load quite effectively because you can either train on a day or not train on a day. Often with, with swimming, we've got athletes doing double swim sessions a day and a gym session. So we have to kind of manage this load quite carefully. So I'm always interested in going, what, what's the least amount of, of uh, I need to do to create the, the, the least amount of stress, which is going to give you the biggest amount of change? Because if we keep guys in the gym for too long, and we go, well, we can just do 90 minutes today. We just hammer them because more is more. That's the mentality. We just create more stress that that system's now got to adapt to or respond to. And therefore, the adaptation is going to take longer. We might not get the physical adaptation that we're looking for from, from the swim training or whatever it might be. So there's a number of different things within this. But from us, if we take that into kind of my personal perspective, why do we not? Well, how can we best utilize that process when we've got a busy life? Like I'm not training at a gym at the moment. I train at home. I'm kind of been doing a lot of half an hour workouts and just doing them regularly. And there's two real benefits that I've, I've found from this. I'm, I'm choosing movements and exercises, which I think give me the most amount of um, stimulus. Um, so quite big kind of compound type movements. I'm building in some accessory work to kind of target specific areas, but I'm making sure that I'm also getting it done in a relatively short period of time. And what I find from doing that is I'm getting a micro dose of strength, if we want to call it that. So it's a succinct session, very targeted towards getting the best adaptations that I can in that period of time. But I can also put those together day after day after day because I'm not coming out of it like horrendously sore or or feeling pretty smashed up because it's a shorter session. Okay, half an hour might not make a massive amount of difference from a recovery perspective, but the total amount of load that's going through is enough to get an adaptation, but it's not excessively causing a huge amount of fatigue, which means I can't train the same muscle group multiple days. So I'm currently in a position where I could train, I basically train upper and lower body every day if I can depending around my schedule and relative to a relatively high intensity. Um, so I'm exploring lunge patterns, weighted lunge patterns for the lower body because I'm getting a huge amount of benefit from those. They're brutally difficult if you start pushing them towards a volume perspective. Um, I get the, the metabolic demand in those as well. It's, it's pretty full on. So I'm just kind of like ticking boxes. And, and the caveat to this is like these, that sort of training is not going to make me into like Mr. Universe. It's not designed really from a if I needed to do more hypertrophy type training, I'm going to have to try and get more volume in the program. I'm probably going to need to do more sets and repetitions, but that's not the real focus at the moment. What it is, is trying to nudge forwards in a, in a manner which is respectful of everything else that I've got on my plate, rather than kind of putting pressure on myself to think I've got to do 90 minute sessions or 60 minute sessions. And I've, I just don't have that. And, and that time and, and particularly at the moment, I don't have the headspace for it. If I get into a session, I'm obviously I'm often coming in like just buzzing from a load of other stuff, and it's just yeah, it's 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 exploring a way to try and balance everything out and just kind of do well at training, but not have to make a significant commitment to it, which is going to create an opportunity cost because it's therefore less time being present at home or less time doing the work things that I need to do or, or, or whatever it, that, that is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's 99%, if not a hundred percent of people of going like, well, actually like if I can, if I can do a little bit less, like, and it doesn't consume so much of my day, like what else does that allow me 
to do better or do more of. Um, Don't you think that we're in a place though where that's almost frowned upon? Like, I think if I said that to some people who train like super hard all the time, yeah. I wonder where they look at and go, "Oh, well, he's just like." But I think a lot of. But like, I think a lot enough. of. I'm like, well. I think a lot of the mate. listeners, um, but let us know, <laughs> I think a lot of the listeners will be like, "Yeah, I'd love to." Ju- that sounds great. Like, just do half an hour. Like, but but the reason we're not doing that is probably that we feel like we've got to do three sets of 10 of these different things. It takes me and I've got to go to the gym and it's got to be an hour. Otherwise there's no point in doing yeah. it. I've, yeah. I've got, a, um, got a mate who's um, got three kids and a very stressful job and he's been out of training for ages. He's like, Oh, I just need to get back and do something. And um, I was trying to encourage him with this. We were going like, even if you just do 20 minutes of something in the morning, just mm. even just do something like to get, just to get yourself started. Um, and he was, it was the same conversation we were before of going like, oh, but is that, is that, an, is that almost feeling like, oh, if I'm only doing 20 minutes or half an hour, it's probably not worth doing it. So you just end up sacking it off mm. rather than valuing what you are going to do. And then being specific, like you do like pick some compound movements, but get the most bang for your book and that sort of stuff where you're then actually getting a, you're getting, you're giving your body what it, what it needs and what it needs for the long term. And it's like you say, respecting that. I think it was, it might, I might misquote it, but I believe it might have been someone like Charles Poliquin or someone of that, of that ilk anyway, who said that if you're in the gym more than 45 minutes, you're making friends. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, he also said, was it have an obscene amount, oh, no, I don't know, he said loads yeah, of let's not get into his nutritional advice. Um, I don't actually know, like, I can't, call, I've never really, I know the name and I know the person, but I've never actually really looked I think it might. at what he yeah, did in it, any detail. It was somebody like him who like, basically who was like well strong, who was like, <laughs> you get in there and get, get, uh, get consolidated with your training. But, so I'm doing like, a, as I said, just to give you a bit of an example. So I'm doing quite a lot of lunge work at the moment, using my sandbag. Um, so I went outside the other week and did, last week I think it was, like front rack, 50 kilo walking lunges, 20 reps, like four times. And that set took me six and a half minutes. I couldn't walk afterwards hardly. I came back in with jelly legs. But I was like, is that enough? It's taken me six, six or seven minutes to get through so say, that say again, how many, what did you, how many reps? So front rack, yeah. 50 kilo sandbag, 20 reps, so 10 each leg. Yeah. Um, four times, yeah, like with like thirty to thirty seconds to sixty seconds yeah. in between, and I like I superset it with like a, a stiff leg RDL. But I came back in after that, and I was like proper jelly legged, and I was like, is that enough stimulus? Like I can't. I, it was hard. Like I took myself to failure, um, pretty much close to. So I was like struggling to get out of that last <laughs> couple of reps, which is where we need to. We know we need to go from a hypertrophy perspective. We've got to take the muscle to almost to failure. Um, so if I've done that do I need to go and do that again? Like yeah. the muscle has already had a stimulus. If I'm talking about this minimal effective dose, maybe I could compound a greater adaptation if I then went and deadlifted to failure in the same session, but that's not the context of what I'm trying to achieve. I want to get in and out and get, get it done. So I have done something to get that change. And the difference that particularly for my lower body, like I've packed on a load of muscle. My legs look completely different now from when I started that bulldog way to lunge challenge. Um, and that was working 300, 300 lunges with 20 kilos uh, weighted vest and it was just like it was the, the horrible kind of like build-up of, of fatigue endurance and not a massive amount of weight but my legs look probably 10 times better than they have done for years just from putting in some relatively simple exercise uh, movements but 
um, you get the lunges just give you a lot. Like it's it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a movement which ticks a lot of boxes, and I, I love it because it's extremely functional for what you want to do in life. Like if you want to run, if you want to climb mountains, you want to ride a bike, like all of that is going to have great carryover. And you, you're doing a huge because it's a walking transitional movement. The pelvis stabilizes, your core stabilizes, like your front rack. I've got some shoulder work in there. Like you're just like racking stuff up, um, and it, it's just super like super efficient. Nice, nice. The other one I was just going to mention, just as a wrap-up, and I've said this well, way too many times before, but I'm going to keep repeating myself so it eventually resonates through, is that you don't get strong in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, there's lots of times people are like, I want to do this really hard strength thing, and we're like, how much strength training have you done in the past? And like, I'm pretty new to it, actually. You know, well, you will see gains, but uh, and I've talked about this before, but if I'm going to go and try and do something hard that requires a significant amount of strength, I'm thinking three months. I've just dedicated strength work on that specific thing. So if I want to do a muscle up and I can't do one, I'm thinking, well, I just need to go and do weighted pull-ups for three months, 12 weeks, three kind of like four-week cycles, build the deloads in, get the adaptation rest that you were talking about before, um, and then see where I'm at. And, and, and I know we've seen that with some of our guys, like our, our incredible community of people. There's, there's guys in there that have been going away at this at particular bar muscle up for, for months, if not maybe longer because that's how long it takes. And you see them making this incremental process, uh, progress, but it's, you've got to respect that these kind of things do take time. You don't just get strong overnight. And if you haven't got a significant training background behind you, if you've not done five, 10 years of weightlifting when you're coming into a new form of, of strength-based um, training, it's going to take some time to get strong. Don't be discouraged by that. You've just got to make sure that you're prioritizing your training program appropriately. Calisthenics will suck you into skills and, and technical kind of the, the movement patterning, the play kind of things, of the fun, sexy sort of stuff. But always make sure that you're respecting that strength development because skills are actually, if you're strong, relatively easy to learn. We, we see that if we get people come to a workshop and they're strong at pulling and pushing, we can teach them a ring muscle when they've never done one before because it's easy to learn the skill. What it's not easy to do is put in enough hours or enough reps to build that strength over time. So always, always make that a priority in your training to build the basics. It's not always the sexiest stuff, but I promise you, it allows you to go and play at a higher level. Yeah. And uh, when you talk, when you talk about that, and uh, someone springs to mind. I want to give him a shout out. Retro Robbie B. That's what I was thinking yeah, of exactly. as well. He can, like he is just consistently making those tiny, small improvements, and you see it just gradually, gradually, gradually. Not trying to rush it, just sticking to the sticking to the process and trusting that process. And like he'd done his first muscle up, and it's, it will have it will have taken months, but it was just well uh, like he doesn't get injured because he's doing he's not trying to like push on from when he's not ready and yeah just a a very good example of uh, or a fantastic example of um someone doing the right things and it's great that it's uh, yeah someone that's been within the the scorecard and its online community for for a very long time yeah absolutely right i reckon we've kind of come in at our 20 minute limit jacko so we can wrap it up i hope that's been useful from a little bit of just hot hot off the head off the top of the head kind of well not off the way to think about it but just some things that really kind of are going to help you to enhance your strength work try and implement them be disciplined with it give these sorts of things time play around with it and just um yeah commit to the process of getting strong um and we promise it will definitely improve everything else including your mobility making sure that you are staying 
getting strong through complete range of motion those two things are always going to be the best strategy yeah so if you uh if any of these things really like have been helpful to you or resonate with you like or you've got some thoughts on it we'd love to hear from you so get in contact with us on uh well, you can email us david at schoolcardstanics.com or tim at schoolcardstanics.com or uh share and like on uh, on instagram which is schoolcardstanics um, equally, if there's uh, one of your training partners or something you think that's uh, working on their strength and think they benefit from it, we would love you to share it with them too. And then finally, if you haven't yet given us a review uh, on iTunes or uh, Spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast, it's on all podcast platforms, then we would really appreciate a, uh, a review. Helps uh, helps it be bumped up on the ratings and found by more, more people so they can enjoy, enjoy it too. Awesome. Guys, thank you for joining us for this little bit of a, a short little training hack. We will look forward to speaking to you again next week. We will, we'll look forward to you listening to us next week. We don't get to speak to you directly. You know what I mean. Keep exploring your physical potential with movement, strength and play. Class dismissed.